0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy's Supervalue Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking back over Kiligary Miners' heartbreak in the Ulster final. Second year in a row Cavan team have fallen at the hands of the Down champions, Breida, who have completed three in a row, a hell of an achievement for the minor ladies from the Belfast Down Club. Uh, we'll catch up with Seamus Lynch, the manager, and Declan Young, um, selector, with the Kiligary Miner team. Uh, we'll also be looking ahead to this weekend's McAvoy Super Value the 20s uh, semi-finals. A bit of controversy in that, but uh, we'll come to that later in the show. As always, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo-Selt, Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, Paul, I suppose, as we say, we start with ladies first, Kiligary Miners. Um, do you know what? I'm reluctant to say disappointment because they may have exceeded expectations by reaching this also the final. Only one player over is next year, so there's a lot of a lot of positivity, a lot of hope for this this group of players.
1: Yeah, again, we talked about the, the rise of um, at underage. level the boys and girls is is very impressive. Um, looking at the names, like they're they're probably picking up a lot of players from around Cavan town. So I'm sure there's good numbers there to reach an Ulster final with every player underage. Bar one next year is a good achievement. But I wouldn't patronize them by saying it's not disappointing. That's a you know yeah. they're probably setting a, a standard for themselves where they they'd hope to be winning these things. Even if they exceeded expectations. You get to a final like you, you. probably have one eye on winning it. Obviously, um, it sounded like it sounded like the game got away from them in the first fifteen minutes.
0: Yeah, one uh, three to no score down.
1: Yeah, so or yeah, I think they landed in two three early on in the game, oh, was it which right? okay. which didn't head things. But I have to say, there was an excellent report in the Anglo South by Aidan Coyle, and I think it's worthy mentioned that Aidan picked up the Ulster LGFA Piro of the Year award last Friday night. Um, Extremely well no deserved surprise. No surprise That's really well deserved like In yeah. all the years My years in the Celt She's one of the best PROs I've come across She's a real passion for it And a really uh, A real talent for it yeah. So she's a ma- major asset To ladies football in Cavan. And even A lot of the times We talk about ladies football On the podcast It's informed by Aileen's work Because we're picking up the Celt And seeing her reports yes. And that's giving us Something to go on So uh, anyone out there Just uh, If you see Aileen Kyle give her a pat on the back Because she's doing great stuff
0: Yeah well We, we both have to Commend her because, li- like you said, everything that she sends into the cell, she sends it on the We Are Calvin as well. So, you know, I-, I pick it up, I read it, we talk about it on podcast. If-, if Aiden didn't do what she does, ladies' football would not get the profile it gets. And that's that's
1: as simple as it is. That's it. That's it. You're only as good as your PRO. Like, if- apart from probably men's football, to be fair, it's the tradition and um, such. Such interest and organisation there, but every other sport kind of needs to have someone like that pushing it mm-hmm. along to help out with the media because it's not like we have seven uh-huh. or eight people here researching for the podcast no. or, or writing reports for the South. So, no, um, no but it. it's, but it's great, but, but that's that, I mean, it keeps it on the agenda. And like we're talking about Killarney again here. Last year there was La Oak, wasn't it? With, yeah, with that's sh- right. four teams involved in it getting to do U.S. the final. Now it's Killarney on their own, so it's a step forward in that sense that one club on their own can. Can beat the Donegal Champions, beat the Throne Champions and uh, go up against the Darren teams. Now, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Breda have won that three times in the last four years now. Yeah. So it's interesting to see ladies football going so well in that sort of an affluent South Belfast area, suburbs. It's in Darren but it's it's in the suburbs of Belfast. Yeah. it would be quite a well-off area. It's interesting to see ladies football doing so well there.
0: That's it, but then it's not just ladies football in that area. They're... Their men's senior team won the intermediate championship and down last year. You know, they yeah. went, we we beat them in the first round. Well, Mullahorn beat them in the first round. Um, They're not we anymore. Not not we anymore. <laughs> no. So I have, them. <laughs> I have to I have to re- readdress. Uh, but you know, so so GA is thriving in that area, and if you know it from geographically, it's literally the the, the pitch there for Breda is right beside Raven Hill. You know, so it's it's very much a, even a, a stronghold in rugby. Um, so yeah. it's it's uh, look at it's credit to to Breida and and to maybe the maybe the peace process in the north, but more credit to Kilgarry on them and and Seamus Lynch who has I I believe I think it has been over these girls since they were on under tens on the twelves, you know has done huge work and is a, is a massive, massive part of it. Obviously, very disappointed, but after the game, he caught up with uh, Mickey Brennan.
2: Join <coughs> now with Seamus Lynch, the Gary, minor ladies manager. And uh, Seamus, uh, what can you say about your team today? And a Never say die attitude and went right to the final whistle. Yeah, well, that's very, very true, uh, <clears throat> Michael. That's epitomises the way they play uh,
3: they're a great bunch of girls, never give up. game was going against us there at half-time, uh, maybe nine, ten points down, and came back and kept battling on and kept battling on and got it back to five or six. But that's that's the true spirit they have. They're a f- terrific bunch of girls.
2: I suppose uh, it was a 13-minute period from the sixth minute to the 19th minute where Breida did all their damage, scoring 3-4 to Kiligary's one point and 13 points to a point after that 19th minute. But in fairness to Garry they kept going and outscored them in the second half as well, which the Breida captain uh, alluded to as well. That's true, that's true. I suppose perhaps
3: it's our first time in the final. They've been in three the last four, so the bit of experience would have, probably, uh, would have told there too as well. Maybe some of our girls were maybe just a little bit nervous there. I um, think he's turned against them, but I'd be more worried if they fell asunder in fact they played strong up to half time we thought we were reasonably well up to half time and then second half we were very very I thought we were quite impressed with the way we kept the ball and we had lots of scoring opportunities maybe we had a chance of a goal or two before they got their last goal yep. we had two clear chances of goals one whisked by the post Goldie saved one and put it on the crossbar that might put a three-point game. When that happens, it's in the melting pot then after that. But look at, I can't ask anything more. And that's what I said to girls. You, once you've given your best and you've done as, as well as you could, you can't, you can't be
2: disappointed. Absolutely. And, 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 and while the players will be hugely disappointed at the same time, you have to look and say, this is going to be a character-building game. You know, you're losing one off that panel for next year uh, at the same age group in Cavan. And... You know, so 14 of the starting and 15 are eligible to play under uh, minor again next year. So to get to an Ulster final and to run a very, very good breed of team so close in the end. OK, then the scoreline mightn't say that, but it really was a much closer game than, than the scoreline says. That shows that this Kelly Gary team are going nowhere and they will be back. Well, we don't plan on
3: going nowhere, but... Uh... <laughs> So this is a really a bonus for us. We thought Cavan would be really competitive. Uh, we'd know if we could win that or not, and we won that and got to, as far as this stage. When you get to the final, you take the chance. You don't say, "Wait till next year." Or we're a better team next year, or a more mature team next year. So there's plenty of teams in Cavan who want to crack at us, Kersla, Castra and then other teams there too as well. And you're you're on top of the pile in your own county there, so everyone's have a, to knock you down. But, uh, no, we'll, we'll work hard. These guys have worked really hard since last January. We were doing certain conditions work in January and February. And uh, I think that paid them there, the way they kept battling on towards the end and, and, and never give up. So, uh, look, at, the future looks good. But at the same time, you have to work hard. You never... Don't rest on your laurels and keep working hard. And... Uh, you might get the rewards next year. We'll see. We'll Absolutely.
2: see. And then you mentioned a character there, characteristic of the team that never-say-die attitude. When Breida got that goal in the closing stages of the game, Killegary quick kick-out down the other end of the field and had a score goal-scoring chance of their own. Like So, even at that stage when the game, the ghost was up, Killegary still getting down the other end of the field and, and and getting that goal opportunity themselves. And Again, that's a really good characteristic of this team. Yeah, look
3: we played Crush Law earlier on in the league section of the competition in Cavan. We were seven points down uh, after half time we came back and won by three we were three points out eight minutes ago against the county final came back one by two we were seven points up against Arua. they equalised we held on the second half and won by a point so as I said before I never, ever doubt this team's ability to keep staying and keep fighting the game, and there'll always be a good punch or two
2: in the last five, ten minutes of every game. I suppose, as well, looking at the game as a whole, you had some standout performers on on the field, on both sides of the, uh, on, on both teams. You know, forwards, when you look at Ashley Wall's one goal in six today, and uh, you look at the, the, the breed of forwards uh, kicking their scores and whatever. But brilliant for uh, the Ulster Minor Ladies uh, board, to recognise a goalkeeper and the, the performance of Joanne Riley in goals today, you know, second to none, her go, her save at the start of the second half, you know, David De Gea would be impressed by the way she saved it with her foot. Yeah, but
3: unfortunately, she's not getting paid as much as David De Gea. <laughs> uh, no, t- fantastic. Joanne's a real uh, character in our team. She was uh, chosen as Cavan joint manager of in the 16s and um, she leads by her, by, her, by her example she's a great fun approach to the game and every team leads that too as well but she was terrific there her, her shot stopping was, was first class and those two Mickey girls that were bearing down her one on one um, they are a daunting prospect for any goalkeeper um, very, very, I, I was very, very impressed. I'm delighted to see. Usually it's the, the old flashy corner forward. You know, Mickey will get the, the, the old man the match award and never the goalkeeper the corner back. So
2: it's great to see you go another round of the field. It is indeed. And, and, and well done to Joanne Riley and well deserved. But I suppose, finally, a word for your girls. You know, they've brought you on an amazing journey this year all the way to an Ulster final. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you have something that you want to say to them as well. Well, look, at. Uh, myself and one of the lads have been working with these girls for the last 6-7 years
3: um, the girls just say like a big thank you they put a lot of time in a lot of work into it they're being pulled between their club their, their county and uh, their college there too as well in Loretto but uh, we all try and work together and try and get the benefit for the three the three different parts of the, the, the GA the school the club and the, the county there too as well they've been terrific I just want to get the opportunity here I want to say thanks to, to Declan and PG and Don who have assisted me also Elaine who's come in here as well helped Joanne Elaine Walsh the county goalkeeper has done terrific work over the last couple of weeks so maybe she might share that man and match award Elaine and also I'd just like to say great word of thanks to our, 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 our club um, I know it's the ladies section and Davey and his team have done terrific work in the last three or four weeks. But also like to compliment the, the main committee in the, the club, Harry Lynch as a chairperson has left no stone unturned. And that we've asked for any help we could have is fantastic. Also, Cavan Box Two and the uh, Cash Bar have helped in sponsorship too. And many, many people have made many generous donations the last two weeks to help us just to defray some of the costs that we, you have when you get to an Ulster final. So, look, thank you to everybody. It is it'll lift the club. I know we're disappointed today, but it'll lift the club. Lots of young girls here we want to play with and and wear that red jersey again.
0: I suppose the man who's been with Seamus on the journey pretty much from the beginning is uh, Declan Young and Mickey Brennan had awarded him too.
2: Joined now by Declan Young, member of the Kiligary Minor Ladies Management and uh, Declan I suppose looking at that game has to be, the the overall uh, overriding emotion has to be heartbreak after that game. Oh, of course, you'd be disappointed. Um, But uh, but at the same time, you'd have to be so proud
4: of the girls. You know, got an awful start. I think we were... 3-3 A 3-3 to no score or a 3-4 to a point down early on in the game came back and uh, ate into that deficit a bit in the first half but second half I think there was only one team Kiligary would be far the better team
2: Yeah and, and you mentioned it there 3-4 to a point down after 19 minutes it was a 13 minute spell where, uh, where Breeda scored 3 goals and 4 points and you, you were trailing by, 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 by 12 12 points at that stage and, and it looked like it was all over but that, that was the only time in fairness that, that breed had dominated Kiligary dominated the other periods but breed had a lot of players back and stopped you from scoring goals really Yeah well look at I mean you know
4: you know Mickey uh, games come and go and you win games and you lose games and you win games well and there's other games that you shouldn't win and you win them but I mean the only thing we've asked these girls all year is to not give up Go to the last ball, and you know, you'd have to say that looking up the scoreboard and seeing that the, the bad start that we got and they got, uh, they dug in for the rest of the first half and played really, really good football in the second half. Just didn't get that elusive goal that would have sprung us on at one stage. We got it back to six points, and it's thought if we got a goal at that stage. You know, they went very defensive to try and shore up shop. But look, I mean, we're uh, so proud, all of us are so proud of the girls, the effort they put in, and the never say they attitude. So, you couldn't of course, disappointed. But you couldn't, but be proud of them.
2: Yeah, the, the, you you mentioned it. You got it back to six points, and at that stage, you had maybe three or four good goal chances uh, when they had that the, uh, that blanket defence set up. And credit to the girls, you know, to, for creating those chances as well. Just one, of, if one of them had gone in, it could have been a different outcome at the end. Yeah, of course.
4: I mean, uh, you know, the, the that's football. I mean, that's the sport, and uh, the the the. the, the uh, had a couple, one great save and then another ball just skimmed wide but that, that's what happens I just felt ourselves that if we got one of those in uh, that uh, we, they were rocking a wee bit but you know the other side of it you have to have great credit to, to Breida there were champions last year and they won it again this year and you can see where they're champions they're, 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 I heard the girl uh, when she was receiving the cup there saying that they're, most of them are full age minors and this is their last year of minor we have only one girl who's full age minor with 7 more who are underage next year and 10 or 12 more underage Next year after that. So, we, you know, you have to take great credit. We're not far away
2: definitely not far away that is for sure and when you think as you said only one of that whole panel is overage again uh, next year now nobody's going to hand you a Calvin minor championship and nobody's going to hand you an Ulster championship but it has to be that, that that has to be a positive going forward that you know that these girls are good enough and we're good enough here today just came out on the wrong side of that result yeah of course yeah I mean and, and as you said Mickey, there's no guarantee that you, you go into the first round
4: championship next year and there's no guarantee you come out the other side of it but at the same time you have to g- give them great credit for the standard we, we can see the standard going up every level every match we played County and then we went in and played Donegal and Throne Champions and the standard goes up all the time now we know the level that it's at and I think that you know what we can take from this is that our second half performance is good enough at this standard of course we got a bad start but sure, that happens so uh, no, I'm very very proud of the girls and and uh, just take the opportunity congratulations to Breeda. they're great champions
2: yeah they are indeed and, and I suppose just, just before we go as well um, uh, when the presentations were begun it it was, it was said about certain players there was great performances on both sides and you look at uh, the Killy Gary side National Wall scoring 1-6 you look at the Breeda side and you had uh, Anna McKee and uh, Anna O'Keefe chipping in there with scores but ultimately it was a Killy Gary player who got the player of the match award and well deserved the goalkeeper Joanne Riley what an outstanding game of football she had Oh, Joanne, it's fantastic.
4: I mean, Joanne, I know, I mean, you, you look at there and you say that they scored five goals, but by the same token, the, the last goal was a breakaway goal and we were pushing up and pushing yeah. up. But, you know, she made two or three outstanding, so she, she's an outstanding player. And um, I know I know that the county minor management are waiting for these girls to come back now to go in. So, you know, they can be rest assured that they've got an outstanding goalkeeper going into the minors for, uh, for, the, for the inter-county uh, series now coming up soon. And
2: as you mentioned, county minors and the whole lot, the future is good, the future is bright for, the, for, for Calvin at underage, definitely. Um, and when you see the standard that this group of girls that set, have set themselves in Kiligary, that can only mean good things for Calvin Ladies Football going forward. Of course I mean they've done their club proud they've played well with Loretto and done well with
4: Loretto and played for their county and they've won at all levels but this is just another learning curve I mean we're hoping that these girls will continue to develop continue to stick together I keep telling them that they're very lucky to have each other and they're playing there could be many good players in that team and there might be you know not as there might be of an age group where there wouldn't be as many good players but they're, 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 if they
2: stick together they'll do very very well and the future is bright for Cavan Football for that certain
1: Final
2: yeah just looking around Declan look at this the black and red of Killy Gary what an unbelievable amount of support she's got here today, and you know, credit to the club and and, and the parish uh, for for making the way out here, all the way up here to St Paul's in Lurgan to um, follow this uh, minor ladies team. Obviously you know, Mickey, I'd love it was black
4: and white in Drumolly, <laughs> but uh, but that's the way it is. You know, uh, no no the the, the 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 black and red at Kilgarry, uh, just fantastic, great support uh, from the club and uh, all the people who helped us in the club and parents and other people who are interested in ladies football in Cavan. Fantastic. Support poor today and um, you know the result didn't go our way today but I think everybody can be proud of the performance that the girls put in particularly in that second half when their backs are up against the wall so really did well.
0: Yeah so the game finished five goals and six to one nine ten scores to eleven but you know we used to have a saying on Gaelic Football Views goals win games that's just the difference and as you said it was two three to one point point. Um, after 13 minutes it was the good start that it got D- they worked their way back into a Killigary in fairness Aisling Walls seems to have been the the top scorer there but player of the match was goalkeeper Joanne Riley
1: by all accounts yeah by all accounts she had an absolutely brilliant game um, but it do, I suppose it does tell a tale when the goalkeeper gets the man of the match but, or player of the match but um, no look it, it is a success story And but with everyone back underage they're going to start as favourites next year Obviously, the Cavan minor championship is strong. It's going to be a minefield, but if they can yeah. get through that with that experience they built up this year, like you could see, Cavan winning that that competition next year.
0: Yeah, and I I know from talking with the Killygarry management, this this process started roughly around this time last year, definitely in the winter months of last year, where they they were up looking at strength and conditioning programs. They seem to be an incredibly dedicated bunch of girls in in Killigary and and you know looking at it with only one over his next year they'll they'll be coming back knowing it's a long way back to an Ulster final you've got to get through Cavan but they'll want to go one step further you know and and a lot of them then are on the ridge the following year again so um, as as you heard there so it'll be uh, it'll be very very interesting look at I suppose it is commiserations but still congratulations for the journey that Killigary have, have brought the, the Cavan uh, supporters on throughout these winter months so well done to them um, we'll move on to the Super Value, McAvoy Super Value on the Twenty Championship. And I suppose the, the big news in this one is this weekend in the semi-final of Division 1 is Ramy United against Knockbride. Now, Cavan Gales finished 4th, so a wee bit of explaining needed here that Cavan Gales have been, um is thrown out the right phrase, <laughs> ejected from the competition for playing underage players.
1: Yeah.
0: What's, what's your feelings on it or thoughts on it? Um
1: yeah I was very surprised at it. I think it's I think it's sloppy by the Gales to to think that that wouldn't be noticed uh maybe the Gales didn't cop it while they were doing it, but I'm sure they would have coped it y- you won't you won't get away with anything like that anymore because all these young fellas in different clubs know each other now with social media and um through school and everything they all know each other um the games are well covered and comprehensively covered in the south in the sense that all those under-20 championship games, vast majority of them were covered, so there was team sheets in the paper. Um, mm. So probably they probably were always going to get caught out. I give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they didn't realise they were playing an under-16 player, was it?
0: Yeah, well, they, they, they played two under-16 players is is my understanding of it. Um, now, what what I understand from speaking with, with a member of Cavan Gales was that they were they were very very tight on numbers, and that in in particular games they started out with only fifteen players, and asked the couple of under sixteens to tag out just in case something happened. And as it turned out, you know there were injuries, so they had to bring on lads or finish with fourteen players. Now that's a risky situation to go into. Knowing there was an email sent out at the start of the competition that you know. Anybody that's born of whatever the age would be was in or 2003, whatever it was, anybody who's under 16, not under 17, but under 16 is not allowed to play. Um, Calvin Gales, knowing that they were possibly breaking, knowing that they were breaking the rules, still opted to play these players is my understanding. But the idea being, and I will agree with them on this point, they were big, strong, well-able-to-play-at-this-level players. You know, there was no risk to them physically. It wasn't as if they were being burnt out this time of year with the amount of football that they're playing. So they thought, listen, we're going to give these lads games because they wanted to play. The players themselves wanted to play. So, you know, I have some sympathy because I don't agree with the rule. But at the end of the day, you break the rule, you're going
1: to be punished for it. That's it. I agree with you. The rule, I have sympathy for the Gales in the sense that did they do a really bad that's not in the spirit in the spirit of the game. No, they didn't. No, completely didn't. agree with you. Like you're playing under 20. The Gales, like any other club, nobody knows their players better than, than the, the mentors and their parents and things like that. And if these lads weren't strong enough or whatever, they wouldn't be there. So I, I think like the Gales have an under 16 team and it's only one or two of them that this involves. So it's not a thing that they were flogging youngsters who weren't fit for it. So no, the Gales didn't do anything that was in the spirit of the game completely. But... They did break the rule and I think there was no option but that they to, to be put out of the competition because it's an advantage in the sense that every other team in it um, probably has one maybe under 16 player that might have improved their team yeah. so but i but i I have sympathy for them in the sense that they're they're trying to feel a team and it's it's just difficult when numbers are tight you take there's a lot of clubs there around the county that could have played under seventeen players this year. And didn't and struggled to put out numbers, so mm, yeah. you have to obey the rules. But it's a democratic organisation. Maybe the guys should should be the ones now to bring a motion about that. Yeah, uh, because the rule the rule is wrong. The rule is totally unfair. Uh, to clubs that, that an under seventeen can't play adult football, for example, it's not a, it's not fair on on clubs. It's stupid. It's it's really making clubs out to be fools that they're going to. You see, it came in as a, under this Trojan horse that uh, it's protecting players, which is rubbish. It came in so that they could separate minor and uh, and adult yeah. fixtures to t- help solve this fixture mess, and they pretended it was health and safety. It was no health and safety at all, and it actually, it's having a really bad effect on on uh, drop off rate. And completely agree. You know, completely
0: so, agree. There there are certain players who are physically capable of playing at this level, and the rule is is a you know it, it, it's probably. It's delaying their progress. It's delaying certain players' progress in that that you know maybe they're not county minors, but they're good enough to play this under-20 competition. Just let them in. Let Mm. them play. They're big enough. They're strong enough. Let them play and trust that mentors and parents are going to look at this situation and say, "Well, no, actually, my lad is only a wee whippet. I'm not going to put him into that situation because he'll get hurt." My lad, on the other hand, is physically big and strong, and he's well capable for that level. I'm going to allow him to play. Yeah, you know, surely completely. parents are 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 mature enough and have enough of an interest in their children to make those calls and the club mentors. I I, I think, and don't get me wrong, I'm not blaming the county board for this. You know, the rule is in, and and, and that's the way it is. But my my call on it is that Cavan Gales broke the rules and had to be had to be punished for it. The rule is wrong though. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, from but, uh, but
1: uh, I agree with you too. But just to be clear, like the rule didn't, wasn't put in by Cavan County Board or no. anything like that. It's a national rule.
0: Yeah. Like, one example that was put to me today from from Crush uh, lawman actually was that they actually togged out three on their 16s in one game as subs. But... They were saying, and we were kind of thinking that we may actually have to use them, now, they didn't have to use them in the end. they were They were lucky they were they got through the game without having to having to bring on anybody. but they were pondering the same situation, you know, so you know it obviously his point was to me that an amalgamation you know shouldn't have to use under sixteens in this situation, but maybe a club going on their own might have to dig into it. Maybe there should be some sort of a an allowance for a club standing on their own going in here. But again, I don't know where you can break that up. I don't know how you can say, well, yeah. The bigger,
1: the bigger question there, Damien, I that you're raising is Crush Law and, and Cavan Gales don't have uh, big numbers at under-20 level, which is a surprise because they're two of the leading clubs in the county, two of the top senior clubs, yeah. and they're struggling to put out 15 players without using under-16s. That's a deeper issue there for those clubs. I know Crush Law had injuries and maybe the Gales had injuries too. But mm. I, I came across the thing earlier on just when we are talking about the Gales. I think I, I sent it to you on WhatsApp um, just doing a, a review of the season. and uh, or Sorry, review of the a decade. decade. Yeah. yeah, looking back just for the end of the year, end of year stuff. And I came across, um, I was reading up about the 2010 county final where Kingscourt beat the Gales and I was writing how it was one of the big shocks of the decade in club football. But the week before that, um, Cavan Gales won the Junior B Championship I don't know if you got a chance to look at my message I didn't Yeah well you're going to be interested in this right? Was it
0: 2010?
1: 2010 The week before that the, Gales that was won the Ballin,
0: yeah. Sorry no you're right so won the, won the yes, Senior yes,
1: yeah. But the week before that final uh, the Gales won the Junior B final and they, they beat Mullerhorn by to three points That Gales, that Gales uh, Junior B team this is when the Gales got their absolute pomp None of these players started the, the Senior Final that gale's junior B team had Darren Rabbit at full back Oh Jesus! Stick Christ. Meehan cornerback, Kevin Mehan back Niall Gory centre half, Sean Hanley, middle affiliate O'Hanlon and Kieran Flynn. You had a wing, fo- uh, wing forward at Maloney, Darham. You had a full forward line on their junior B team of Richie Graham, Cormac McNelligan, and Mickey Graham, <laughs> Niall Smith, and Park Bourne I going to
0: say Richie Graham,
1: Cormac McNelligan, and Mickey Graham. So two ex county
0: seniors. C- yeah. Cormac Nelligan had played with the county senior yeah, and Mickey Graham and Richie Graham was, Richie Graham was, was an absolute uh, prophecy coming through it on the rage
1: uh, coming on you had Niall Smith uh, Porrick Bourne um, well Porrick going to drag the whole thing
0: down really isn't he <coughs> Spud McGuire <laughs> come on as well, well again Spud's going to drag it even further but down but you had
1: the likes of you'd Mickey Graham Cormac and Darren Rabbit these were county seniors like from a, a couple yeah. of years before that you had yeah, two players there that, that started in the Ulster Under Twenty One final that year, Daniel Graham yeah. and Robert Maloney. That was the Gales' second string, so that just goes to show how mm. strong they were at the start of this decade. Yeah,
0: Jesus, that was it was a damn good junior team, my God, and and yeah, look at it just goes to show ten years is a long, long time of football, though. You know, roll on ten years, and, and you've got the county senior manager now, and uh, and and. And, and a lot of changes to Cavan Gales in general
1: yeah other uh, there is but there's a lot of changes everywhere and it's a big thing I'm doing for the end of the year paper so it's going to take a few days to do it but I'm just doing do player of the decade and upset of the decade talking point controversy yeah. so we might return to it in a podcast before the end of the year yeah, some interesting stuff in it I presume like, these are all the, the
0: Christmas edition of the Celtic yeah Christmas for. edition yeah so there's some, there's be some interesting them. stuff in it I do love them coming out because it, it, it tends to look back over the year but this one is going to be looking back over the decade should be should be excellent um, so the the semi-final of the um, semi-final of the under 20s as I say Knockbride against Rammer this weekend how do you see that one going it's, I think it's Sunday let me bring up the fixture
1: I think, yeah, there's a there's a triple header Saturday evening, um, as far as I know, and then there's one game Sunday. Um, th- this the look there's going to have to be <coughs> if it's going to be tight. North Bright are going to have to close a big gap. Rammer sort of ran through them in the first half when they played, um, but North Bright played pretty well in that division, but just found it very hard to win games. I know Philip Rogers was playing very well. Rammer looked the team to beat in Division One at the minute, so like Rammer on all known form have to be favourites there. Stranger things have happened for than, than this, if not probably were, were to turn in the round, but um you know, it's there was a big gap there when they met in the first round.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually Sunday one o'clock on the three G pitch. Okay. Um you'd imagine Rammer should have enough. Um we we'll both give give Rammer the the nod on that one. But uh, we we wouldn't have given Saint Aidens the nod last week. I don't think, I did. did you? Yeah. I did. Did you? I think I went for Law.
1: Um, we should know that. I can't to make, make any
0: predictions. The predictions. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm just <laughs> terrible on these. I suppose Patrick Lynch was back, but Emmett Boylan was missing for Law. That was a big loss to them, you know, because I think they had to bring Peter Smith out to the middle of the field, and and it made a change. Again, not not to not to take away for St. Aidan's, they were the better team, from what I'm told.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear very much about the game, um, but. St Aidan's have, have done well that's five games unbeaten in this competition yeah now wins are hard to come by they had a few, good few draws in there but they, they haven't lost yet so that says a lot about them
0: well you are the only team left in the competition that haven't lost Brady's Arval Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.
1: That's right. Yeah, uh, Rammer, Rammer were those, beaten by yeah, Cavan Gales, yeah. and then
0: Knockbride were beaten by Rammer and maybe somebody else. Obviously, somebody else. So, um, yeah, Saint Aidan's. You, you didn't hear any. You didn't get a report. I didn't get looking at your paper this week. So,
1: no, uh, we didn't have a report in on that game. But it's going to be in next week. We just had a space issue there. But um, okay, there it, it was just a point in it. Um, next week, though, you might. I'm sure you'll have you'll
0: have reports on on the semi-finals from this weekend. So. We'll, we'll have we'll have in depth detail of the Rammer united and knock Bride um match on Sunday morning Saturday evening you're right is a double header we look ahead to Derer Creeve against Blackwater. we covered this last week, so no no real change to this. The only thing to bring is that the fixture was postponed, so it's going ahead this Saturday evening at six o'clock on the 3 G pitch both still sticking with Derna Creeve, yeah yeah. Um, the Division 1 final, though, after semi final wins. Sorry, Division 3 final, sorry. After semi final wins for Couhullens and Bally Hayes, um, we both predicted, I think, uh, Couhullens to win, all right. Ballignac against Bally Hayes, I think we both went with Ballignac.
1: I think we might have, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bally Hayes have been very good. They've improved as this competition has wore on. Um, and they've, they've done really well Like, um, their under 17 players are playing very well yeah. Brian O'Rourke uh, Young O'Gorman Ross O'Gorman McKernan yeah, they, they've been Colin. outstanding Brian got 1-1 the last day as well um so they're, from they're the go- middle yeah they're going really well um, so that was that was a big win because Balignac had been, had been outstanding in a couple of games in the group I think we
0: both flagged though that it was a dangerous game that Balignac were playing because Bally has hammered them the week before in the in the group stage and we both kinda looked at it saying oh sorry, I definitely looked at it saying, Oh, Balagna must have just put out a dud team and, and given you know, almost given over the
1: points at this stage. But I'd I'd say that probably didn't happen. I'd say we could the bit of revisionism needed here. I'd yeah. say we're looking at the result there in the semi, I wouldn't be surprised if Bali we're, were just full, a better team. Merit for their win in the group. Yeah. Um
0: because Balignya had already qualified, they didn't have anything to play for, so th- there may have been false assumptions made by yeah.
1: myself on it. But Coghlan's are going well. Like we talked about, all all their scoring threats last week. Like they've got uh, Sean Kenny and Keen Doughty. Uh, Ryan Gallagher is playing well too. There are lots of players that can score. Mihal Kenny as well, a wing-back, has been playing well. So it'll be a good boost for Coghlan's if they can win this. Ballyhays have been kind of picking up. Competing on the edge finals and picking up titles here and there a good bit in the last few years. Like they got a minor title, Division Two, I think, this year. K probably would like to get their hands on a bit of silverware, haven't come close.
0: Yeah, I also heard that uh, Mark Gilson and Owen Donahue both playing at midfield, um, played very well for for Ku the two Kenny's, and as you said, Galligan, playing well. So um Owen Donahue, big tall Rangy player, really good hands, but a very good ball player as well. So he's a player I'd I'd be familiar with. So um Ku Holland's will go into that facing Ballyhays. Now when they played in the group game it was two six to Ballyhays to one thirteen. It wasn't a hammering by any means. It was it was close. So that's gonna be a great final on
1: Saturday evening. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty even. Yeah, there won't be much in that now. Ku probably will ne- really want to get a title, get some silverware back to the club. But uh Ballyhays are playing with great confidence there as well So nothing in that one Yeah definitely not Definitely not The other um, Fixture Yeah no that's all the fixtures actually We're all done
0: for this weekend So who, who do you reckon Who's going to win it Coo Hollands or Hayes?
1: I'm going to go with uh, Coo Hollands to win that
0: Yeah I, I think Kieran O'Malley's actually over at Coo Hollands team His knowledge of Bally Ballyhays it Might just be enough to get him over the line and if I side with you on this one, at least if we're both wrong, I, I can I can <laughs> say well even you got it wrong. So I think my my strategy from now on is let Paul go first and follow him. <laughs> <laughs> when we're doing predictions on this one. It's a seven thirty Saturday evening, Kingspan Breffney, Saturday the seventh, um, referee to be confirmed on that one. But that that I think that'll be a great game actually. That's worth going to. And then. As I say, before that, it's Creve-Blackwater in the semi-final of Division 2. So the best of luck to all teams in this weekend's under-20 championships, the McAvoy Super Value under-20 championships. Um, and next week on the show, we'll be bringing you the reaction from the games. Also on next week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the McKenna Cup, where the draw has been made. And Sean McCaffrey actually caught up with Killian the Gunner-Brady at the preview of the McKenna Cup. And we'll also be looking back over conventions. So next weekend's podcast will be on Thursday of next week, and we'll have a new county board chairman. We did make the offer to both candidates to come on and do uh, an interview, but um, the offer wasn't uh, taken up. So, which is all right. But maybe we might get uh, some reaction or get an interview after the after the convention with the incoming uh, president of. Cavan, or chairman, chairman of Cavan, Cavan GE. Yeah,
1: there's there's um heavy lobbying going on. Very very intense. Uh, I've had a few phone calls um looking to to for me to influence the vote from the handball side of things. Not from a, the media point of view. No, the media doesn't have a vote. <laughs> We're getting the door. And can't influence. Salmon. Um yeah, but yeah, no, I can't influence things, so no. but the way the voting works, Damien, is there's now 42 two clubs in Cavan, So 40 football clubs Plus two horning clubs Which is East Clute Cavangales Hill and No it's oh, East, East Cavangales And Could Hill are uh, Amalgamated club Oh right okay um, As in the the hoarders Are under Clute Hill Celtic banner Okay um, So every cl- one of those clubs Has four votes Then there's uh, A vote So 60 th- that's, so that's four six by 42 a 100, 100, 168
0: 168 yeah uh-huh,
1: Yeah 100, Sorry 148 no 168 Yeah you're right 160, that's 168 That's why I didn't 168 You know it didn't pass maths uh, Then you have 13 votes On the top table
0: Okay Brings you up to 182 181
1: 181 Good <laughs> <laughs> we're not We're not the tellers is terrible uh, Then There's 5 votes Out there for um, One for handball One for secondary schools One for Score I think One for referees Administrator And something else Okay La- Ladies I think it might be Ladies football Maybe have a vote Really Possibly ladies football I'm not sure
0: Women got the vote
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's universal suffrage uh, Or camogie I don't, I'm not sure No don't, it's not camogie Okay um, cool. Anyway that, That's, that's the, So it brings up the 186 so Yes it, you're right It yeah, does So the quote the <laughs> We're quote, delighted uh, with the maths Is 94
0: 94 okay So if you get 94 votes You've won You're, you're elected am, so I, am I right in saying If it turns out that you That it's 93 votes each There's a coin toss
1: No not, not It's not a coin toss Okay so If there's 93 votes each What do you think happens A coin toss No it's not a coin toss <laughs> If there's 90 No um, If it's 93 votes each I would be told that this is possible because okay. it's very tight Yeah I, I'm here It's very very tight um, If there's 93 votes each Both names are put in a hat The first one drawn out Is a loser Kind to us It's far 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 <laughs> <out>. <laughs> See, so, so heads I win Tails you
0: lose <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> It's <laughs> funny that it's, the for, it's the first one Drawn out is a loser um, Yeah Which is f- unusual cause
0: it's I knew like, it was something Like that though
1: Yeah so It has happened before It happened at At Congress Where um, Where two and men Went for a position and it went it went it was extremely cl- close. So um that's what's gonna happen. The word on the street is that there's little between them. Mm. Paddy Shannon very well, well regarded around the county. Kieran Callaghan the same um connections in different clubs and um it, it basically is politics. It's a political um type manoeuvre this. So you need to you need to curry favour with different people and you need to be calling in favors here and there. That's just how, how it works in any election.
0: It's a huge, huge job. Coming up, and that's why I wanted to bring the two candidates in at separate times and, and, and do an interview. Because for me, you have more than likely, I think Liam McCabe retires in this chairman's oh, yeah, yeah, he's two, he's two year extension, yeah, two year extension just just after coming in. So he, he more than likely, his replacement, which is a massive, massive job in the Cavan uh, will happen under this next man's tenure um, I understand in your GDM either renewal or what, whatever way that happens in the tenure you've got so many important decisions and you've got the, the polo grounds to finish off the centre of excellence on top of that we've got to change our our fortunes at underage football we've got to change our, our you know we haven't won a title in 2014 was the last title we've won at underage am I right in saying yeah. So you know that's got to change again. So there's so much, there's so much value, there's so much work to be done. This is such an important decision, and it it and it comes down to the clubs. At the end of the day, clubs hold 168 votes. If they don't, if, if, they they can't hand off this job to somebody and then say, oh, well, he's county board. No, he's the representative that you've put in place. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be comfortable with your vote. It's it, it's a huge huge call, and unfortunately, I won't be there. I'll be. In the skies I think when, when, that is, uh, when, when, the, when the votes are being taken As in I'll be up in the air Not in disguise with a mask <laughs> and a beard um, But <laughs> it's, it's a massive, massive vote I'd love to be there But yeah, so it, it'll be very, very interesting Next Thursday we'll do a podcast And and, and welcoming the new chairman
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll try to get a, get a few lines with Whether it's Kieran or Paddy um, Wish them the best of luck
0: And obviously still a contest for Piero
1: Year old contest is between Susan Brady from Bally Hayes and Sean Smith from Den. Yeah, I
0: Sean know. from Den currently, originally from Killing Care, I
1: believe. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know uh, Sean Smith personally, but again, best of luck to both of them. Yeah. We'll be working closely with whoever it is, so the best of luck to both of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, jam packed GA calendar coming One up. One more don't piece
1: f- of news, Damon. Go for it. I can only give you because I've been told this off the record but my sources have have uh, sworn me to secrecy for, for the coming days until I can get a bit more confirmation on it but a member of the of the Cavan panel this year is said to be in talks to train a club in the county next year mm. and I know I know for a fact that he that he has met the club but I've heard I've heard conflicting reports about whether he's going to take it or whether he's not uh, so that's why I'm not going to name so him so a
0: member of the county panel for 2019 Yeah, did he play Yeah, he played in 2019 yeah. and now he's going to train is it his own club or potentially going to train is it his own club though no it's not his own club no
1: that's all I can say uh, oh, until I you have, get the story firmed th- up more but uh, I'll tell you off air.
0: there's so <laughs> there's so many stories that, that, that we'd love to be talking about that we can't because they're not confirmed yet. But once these stories are confirmed, there's gonna be some great stories over the next coming weeks on, on the podcasts.
1: Yeah, well I'm pretty sure we'll have this one confirmed for next week, so it'll be in the South and be on the podcast next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there there's, there's, there are more stories to come out. But look at, stay tuned to the to the McAvoy Super Value podcast and, and even listening to the Die Hards one over on Patreon dot com forward slash we are calvin. Plenty, plenty of stories. Um,
1: Still in the the off-season. We have a big interview coming with Paul Brady on the Die Hearts podcast in the coming days. Um, I sat down with him for a a really long interesting chat about his football and handball careers, where he thinks football is going from here, his psychological approach to big matches. It's a really fascinating conversation.
0: Yeah, well, look at his his approach to anything has been professional to say the least, so that'll be worth listening in. So head on over to patreon.com. That should be out early next week. So, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Thanks very much for listening in to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. As I say, commiserations to Killigarry ladies and the best of luck to all teams in this McAvoy Super Value Under 20 Championship this weekend.